Welcome to My Crazy Brain, a podcast where we explore the crazy things that our crazy brains do. I'm your host, Slayton Cooper, and I would like to thank you for tuning in today. I'd like to mention, however, that I'm not a doctor. All science mentioned in this podcast is done so purely for the sake of personal growth and development. Please don't mistake any of this for medical advice. Please only get this from people who are licensed and certified to do so. With that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Now, I want to be straightforward with everybody. This is a bit of a different episode. So usually when I plan a podcast, when I aim to push content and really plan it out, I make an outline, I elaborate on that outline, and I do research of my own, really try to give you guys the best content, and I try to give you something very valuable out of it whether it be protocols or advice or things of that sort. But this is a little different. This episode doesn't have an outline. doesn't have any research. This is just me talking. And I'm at the point right now, it's a Friday night when I'm recording this. I'm exhausted. I've had a very long week, a very stressful day, and I just got home. It's about nine o'clock at night. I've been very busy. And And I've noticed today specifically, but all throughout this week, a pattern. And I just wanted to share this pattern with you guys to see if it's something that you all experience too. I've noticed this past week just how difficult it is to stay positive and to maintain a positive mindset and how contrary to this, we are somewhat expected to be positive all the time. We're expected to smile, to wave, to talk with people. When this is really difficult, it's difficult to pursue a conversation that you might not be interested in but that may be, you know, essential in maintaining a relationship. It's really difficult to be positive and be optimistic in a world that continually shows you negativity. And I thought of this analogy. It's almost like like a a fish or a salmon almost that swims upstream to lay eggs, right? This is what I think of. We're all kind of like these fish. We're traversing life. We're swimming through this stream, through this river. We have to swim a little faster sometimes. Sometimes we get to go a little slower. But it feels like we're always moving. Even when we're not moving, or when it feels like we're not moving, we have to work to stay where we are. We have to tread water, kind of. It always feel like it feels like there's this force, this force that is life that's always pushing us, trying to propel us in the wrong direction, trying to push us away from who we try to be every single day. This is what I've run into. It really just feels like no matter what I do, no matter what I think and no matter what I aspire to do or plan to do, 
that there are things that are outside of my control and this is inevitable, but that these things will push me back and will set me back. But despite this, I'm expected to stay optimistic, to stay positive. The reality is that I sometimes just want to put my head in my hands and like take a nap or sleep or get a break, right? Just take a break from the world. It's really challenging when this is not an, a, a possibility though. I mean, for students, for people who work a job, for people who are, are parents, right? For pretty much everybody, essentially everyone. We have responsibilities and some responsibilities that we cannot afford to take breaks from. This is part of the reason why we take vacations, right? I mean, we, we get away a little bit to avoid the stress. But even on these vacations, we find ourselves checking our phones and stuff like that. Keeping up with it. Treading water. Even when we're not moving, we're moving. And I've, I've noticed this. It's, we're always moving. We're never still. Well, this is a good thing. Well, well I think this, this you know, lack of, of progress, or, or progress actually, is good for us. I also think being still and appreciating the moment is just as important. Now, I'm addressing many things so far. For one, I'm talking about the, the value of positivity and along with that, the difficulties associated with maintaining a positive mindset. I find that it's, it's very difficult to be positive, to really radiate positive energy and be this figure that is outgoing, vibrant, communicative, when that's not always how you feel. Yet you have this kind of, it almost feels like an obligation to act like that, or an expectation to act like that. And no matter how many times we suffer defeat, I feel like we're always expected to be optimistic, to be positive. And I don't think that's healthy. I really don't. I think with this, this sense of optimism, if you always are optimistic about everything, I, I don't think that's healthy. Because if you go through defeat, I think it's, it's that shift from pessimism to optimism that makes optimism so strong. It's that moment where you fail at something, where you stumble and you can't get back up and you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel when you're really struggling and you're really going through it and you have no hope. But you get a light. You get something that helps you. It's that switch. That's, that's what's valuable. I mean, it's similar to the idea that like, well, without evil, there is no good. It's kind of the same thing. Like without pessimism, there is no optimism because things happen and things will always happen. Without pessimism, 
optimism is simply the idea that things will happen and things will continue to happen. But I think it's really interesting that we are always encouraged to be positive, encouraged to be optimistic. And never are we kind of, you know, allowed to foster pessimism. Never are we allowed to acknowledge pessimism. We joke about it. But that's pretty much the only extent to which we acknowledge it in society today. Like, pessimism is fundamental in creating optimism. It's fundamental in providing people with optimism, with hope, with joy, right? With a, a, a view for what the future will hold. It's kind of like without hopelessness, there can't be hope, right? Without a future that looks bad, there can't be a future that looks good. In that case, there would just be a future. The second point I'm making is that what we, what essentially life continues to push us in the direction of pessimism. And we kind of have to reach this happy medium here. We have to, one, acknowledge that like, Pessimism is okay in some cases. We have to be okay with acknowledging negativity. Negative things will happen. Negative things will occur. And we have to accept that. We have to talk about it. We have to interact with negative things. That's going to be the case for forever. But we also, at the same time, have to seek positivity. This is like that change I mentioned, right? If you don't seek that change from hopelessness to hopefulness, then there's no possibility for that to happen. That's kind of what I feel like. It's like another thing I want to talk about. And look, I'm just sharing my thoughts with you guys. These are just thoughts that come into my mind throughout the week. And I, want, I just really want to share them with you. I mentioned this podcast format was different. This is for a reason. I don't want this podcast to stray away from authenticity. I don't want it to stray away from, from you know, anything that it was intended to be in the first place. Look, it's not supposed to be super, you know, super effectively produced. It's not supposed to be professional. It's supposed to be real, real thoughts, real conversations. It's, it's raw stuff. It's the stuff that we don't like to talk about, but the stuff that we need to talk about. And I think these are many things that we can talk about, but that we don't talk about enough. And I feel like right now in life, it kind of feels like we all just, it's really tricky. I don't think, I think we're so limited by these like confinements that society puts on us. And I'm not talking physical confinements. I'm talking about social confinements. Like 
I am so limited in who I can talk to at school or who I can talk to online. Like, that's what it feels like. That I will never actually get to thrive in the ideas offered by other people. Right, it's it's almost like limited exposure to other minds can also limit your growth as a person. I mean, we talked. I talked about this in leadership class today, actually. This is a really interesting question. And um, shout out to Mr. Simpson, if you're listening to this. But the, the, every day I watch, walk into leadership class, which is a fa- fantastic class, by the way. And there's a question written on the board. Very insightful question. I often you know, find myself pondering the question for a while before writing an answer down, but this time I found myself writing relatively quickly. The question today was, can you lead a meaningful life without friends and family? My initial response to this was yes. Because I thought, well, the meaning is subjective, right? You can, you can really... You can really give meaning to everything, to anything you want. In fact, you can pursue anything you want. You can make impact in any domain, any aspect of life that you want. You can impact as many people as you want without friends and family. But I think, really, I, I, I would change it to no. I would change my answer to no. And the reason why is because of what I just said earlier. I think that limited exposure to other minds, to other views, to other ideas can limit our growth, our progress, our success. And I think that when we're confined to our own views, we, we're kind of, you know, halted in our success and in our development. I think that if you put somebody in an environment in which they are surrounded by others who think differently and who are, who are very, you know, who offer different things, I should say that this person will inevitably grow, that they will progress and learn and develop. And I think that is meaningful. I think the exchange of ideas and particularly the exchange of ideas that are are somewhat, I don't want to say taboo, but the exchange of ideas that are sometimes not talked about in a social setting. You know, the exchange of ideas about mental health, about, say, um, politics ethics, morals, these intense topics. I think that despite the fact that they are so difficult to talk about and that you actually have to think and get your hands dirty when you're talking about them, they are the most meaningful conversations you will ever have. And I think that those conversations are not possible without friends and family. In these conversations, though, you have to put your pride aside, though. I mean, you really can't 
go into a conversation literally just wanting to defend yourself right away. Because the moment you start thinking about what you want to say, you've stopped listening. And the moment you stop listening, you stop growing. You stop developing. I think we take for granted the power that listening has. Listening in and of itself is the most potent form of of the exchange of information, of the the exchange of ideas, the exchange of lessons. It's through listening, through speech. It's so raw. It's real. The manipulation of words can create concepts, ideas, and and really meanings that that are unparalleled to other mediums of communication. And that's why I in fact like like to podcast. I love illustrating my ideas through words. I think it's it's a beautiful art, honestly. And look, while it may feel like look this week, I'll be honest with you guys. It feels so often like we are like alone almost. It's really interesting because, well, the truth is that, yeah, we are. In the, in the universe, right? I mean, theoretically, maybe not. But in the, in the universe, we're the only, you know, human beings on this planet. And out of all of them, you are the only one, you are alone in experiencing the things that you have experienced. Now, I am not in any way saying that you are weak or that you are not strong or that you should be pessimistic. I'm merely saying that you're the only one who has a thorough understanding of what it is like to be you. There is simply nobody in the world in the universe for that matter, who understands you as well as you do. And I think we take this for granted. I think words, words said by other people, things done by other people, and actions taken by other people towards us at the expense of our own identity can harm us when we forget this. When we forget that we are the only person that knows everything about ourselves and that nobody else does, we kind of, we become weaker in that moment. Because think about it, if you look at somebody, you don't know everything about them. You may see them, but you don't know everything about them. That's the reality. So everything you will say, everything you will assume is incomplete. That's how it will work. And I think too often we are in these situations where people say things, people do things that may be inconsiderate, that may be very unthoughtful. 
And yes, they may hurt. They may hurt a lot. In fact, they may make you very angry. But it's all the more important in these situations to realize that you are the only one who is you. There is no one else like you in this world. I promise you. And there are things you can do that nobody else can. I assure you of that. When somebody says something rude, critical, or just presumptuous, they're saying that to the version of you that they see, that they perceive, not the version of you that you know. When people talk about you, when people discuss you, when they're just chatting about you, they may address you for what they perceive you to be, not for who you perceive yourself to be. Realize that how others perceive you is not the same as how you perceive yourself. It's really interesting when when people assume that other people think that they know them better than themselves. It's, it's really tricky. And I don't know if I'm articulating this well, but I, I think a lot of you can relate to this. Whether it be identity, whether you feel like you're, you're, you're kind of trapped in your own skin, like nobody would know that if they looked at you. They would simply see a, a person. Of course, they may make judgments or comments about this person, but they won't know everything about you. All the feelings, all the intricacies of your, of your feelings, your thoughts and your emotions. So they cannot make valid judgments about who you are and what you should do. I say this because I want to remind everybody that despite you know, how negative the world can feel, despite how negative people can be sometimes, it is in ourselves that we find like all this positivity. It's in the parts of ourselves that nobody else sees that we find the greatest positivity. And it is our duty as people, as students, as workers, as fathers, as mothers, as brothers, as sisters, as sons and as daughters, to share this light with other people. To give them the hope, to give them optimism, to help them swim upstream, to help them break through that current that's pushing on them all the time. Because guys, if we don't help each other, we can't go through it alone. We have to see the best in each other. And we have to share the best of each other as well. We have to share the best of ourselves. We have to share the light in ourselves. That will really wrap up today's episode. Um, 
I just really wanted to talk about these things. I think they're important, and I don't think we talk about these things enough. There are things I talk about on here that that I have very strong opinions on, and I'm sorry if they, if you don't agree with them, but I feel they're very important in creating a better society overall, creating a better culture, a culture full of love, warmth, comfort, equity. So I apologize if you disagree, but I hope you will continue to listen. If you are enjoying and or learning from this podcast, please feel free to give it up to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening. And if you have Instagram, please follow us at My Crazy Brain Podcast. That's My Crazy Brain Podcast. Also, share it with a friend if you're feeling like it. No pressure, though. All right. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this this casual conversation. I like that I'm able to... It, it feels like I'm building a community, really. And it, it's, well, it's... Well, it's different talking to a microphone, right? It's also, at the same time, I know I'm talking to a lot of people. And that makes it authentic. And it is so inspiring. And so... It, it, it's just inspiring and it gives me hope to know that I'm building relationships with a bunch of people who are able to listen to this. That's the beauty of the spoken word. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week on my crazy brain.